Welcome to the Domestic Fuel Cast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy. Produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. Getting the infrastructure in place for the next generation of electric vehicles. I'm your host, John Davis. With the Chevy Volt and Nissan Leaf being rolled out this fall across the country and the more pricey Tesla Roadster already making its electric vehicle debut, the next concern is where to charge these electric vehicles. While most folks will have or will be getting the capability to do it at home, the lack of infrastructure for these new cars could be problematic. President of Car Charging Group Andy Kennard says his company will be able to provide these away-from-home chargers at a variety of locations. If you're going to buy an electric car, you're probably going to spend anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000 and get a car charger in your garage, and that's going to be a 220-volt charger. Uh, that is not a public charger. That's one you have in your garage just for your use. A public charger is one that anyone can find, and then once they get there, anyone can use. So what, what I mean by that is uh, these units actually have a basically a cell phone in them, and they speak to the Internet so that these uh, electric car chargers show up on Google Maps and lots of different – there's an iPhone app. There's a lot of different uh, ways you can find these. And they're smart enough to even tell you if there's currently a car in, in this one, don't go to this one, go to another one. So – uh, anybody that's driving down the highway can uh, see where these electric car chargers are, pull over and use them. Well, up until Car Charging Group came along, the only way to get these chargers out into the field was for specific customers to purchase them and put them in their stores or their uh, office buildings or whatever, and then just you know cross their fingers and wait for the cars to show up. But uh, it, it, about the end of last year, we formed this company uh, with the idea that there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect. Um, the manufacturers of the batteries are, are ramping up to make a bunch of batteries. The manufacturers of the cars are uh, ramping up to make a bunch of cars. The manufacturers of the public chargers are ramping up. But there doesn't didn't really seem to be any mechanism for getting the chargers in the ground other than just hoping that people buy them. So uh, what we do, uh, what our business model is based on, is that we will purchase the chargers, put them in for free at select locations, you know, somewhere that, uh, that uh, what I say is somewhere I, where I wouldn't mind spending an hour or two. Uh, we put the units in at no cost to the customer. We reimburse them for the electricity that they use if uh, if we hook into their electric panel, and uh, we actually share a little bit of our revenue with the uh, with the host who lets us put the uh, the chargers on their property. So uh, it never costs them anything. Uh, it puts their business on the map, so to speak, because if you're driving around in your brand new uh, Nissan Leaf and you need a place to charge, that location is going to show up on the map. Uh, and it starts bringing customers to you when the vehicles get here. So people ask me all the time, are you going to be putting these in gas stations? And uh, my answer is the same every time. No, I, I don't want to spend an hour or two hours in a gas station. So basically what I'm looking for is a place where I wouldn't mind spending an hour or two. You know, a, a shopping center where there's a restaurant, places to shop, a, a mall, a grocery store, maybe a gym, a movie theater. You know, just places where... Uh, if you're driving along uh, and you don't think you have ele- enough electricity to get home, then you wouldn't mind pulling over and, and parking for a while. But then there's also, you know, parking garages are a very good customer for us because the vehicles are sitting there half of the day anyway. He also believes cities that run municipal garages could end up being good customers, and those municipalities could be eligible for government grants to pay for the infrastructure. Kennard says there are several reasons for the market in these car chargers to expand, and not all of them are environmental. There's so many reasons why uh, electric vehicles uh, need to to displace the internal combustion engine vehicles. That uh, you know, this administration has, has spent quite a bit of money on it so far, and is going to spend quite a bit of money on it. So the kind of the, I guess the sky's the limit as far as is uh, is 
electric vehicles go. I mean, it's not just an environmental issue. You know, we all see the the oil spilling into the Gulf, but it's also uh, you know an economic issue. We we take four hundred billion dollars a year and just throw it away. We send it overseas and get absolutely nothing for it. Uh, it's a national security issue. You know, we, we fight wars to try to keep our access to to oil. Um, it's also you know it, it, every um, economic downturn we've had in the last twenty years. Uh, was caused by a spike in the, in the price of oil. And yet, if you go back 20 years and, and just for inflation, the price of electricity has actually gone down. So there's there's quite a few reasons other than just environmental why, uh, like I said, I think the sky's the limit on electric vehicles. But he admits there are some regulatory issues to overcome. There's government grant money for putting these units in. It's been around for this, it was for uh, 2009 and 2010. Uh, and the, the problem is that the 220 volt chargers have not been available. They're just starting to show up this week. So uh, a year and a half into the grant, I still don't even have chargers yet. So uh, my my point is, I don't I don't need them to give me any you know to allocate any more grant money. I just need them to extend the the deadlines. I need to, I need more time to spend this grant money because the electric chargers haven't even gotten here yet. And we're a year and a half into the two year period. So that's that's one issue with regard to, to grant money. The um, the other issue is that um, there's only two states where I can I can actually charge the customer accurately for what they're consuming. And what I mean by that is, um, if I'm in Florida right now, I'm in, in, in Miami Beach, Florida. I can't let a customer pull 10 kilowatt hours of electricity and then charge them for 10 kilowatt hours. The uh, Florida Public uh, Utility Commission would consider that reselling electricity, and the uh, incumbent utility is the only one that can sell electricity. So I'm not allowed to do that. So I have to come up with another way to charge customers, and, and that way is by charging them per hour. Well, it's not nearly as, um, as efficient a way to charge them. It's not as accurate as charging them per kilowatt hour. So there's, it's just kind of a silly rule that doesn't allow us to charge you accurately for what you consume. Uh, in Texas and California, you can charge per kilowatt hour. I just can't do it in any other state. In the meantime, Kennard sees himself in an educational mode. We just started. We've only got a few units in the ground right now, but we've got literally thousands of them in the pipeline. Uh, and what what we do is, when we go into, a, let's say, a mall or a, a shopping center or whatever, um, there's no point in putting ten units in one spot. So what we do is, we put one unit in. We negotiate a contract with the with the host. We put we pull all the permits. We run all the electrical. Uh, we pre-wire for lots more units. Uh, we only put one unit in. Um, because there really isn't any need right now. And that one unit we put in a very visible location, either right at the entrance to the, uh, the parking garage or right in the front of the store, or uh, we're, we're starting to realize that at some point um, we're going to need to be able to service um, handicap spots. So why don't I put my first car charger between a handicap spot and the spot next to it? That way it'll service both spots. So we put one unit in, and it shows up on the Internet. People can find it. People see it. People walk by it. And they, they start to realize, you know what, there, there are public electric chargers out there. So uh, it's kind of, a, we're in the educational mode right now. So if the vehicles don't show up to the end of the year, by putting one unit in these different locations, we're just kind of showing the public that these, these chargers are out there. And when the vehicles come, you should uh, you should think about buying one. And, and we think that's going to work. We think that, uh, that uh, people are going to be a lot more apt to purchase these vehicles once they've seen electric car chargers throughout their communities. And, uh, and once they start using the, the unit, I can see from any computer in the world, you know, it's a, it's a web-based system, I can go in and see what uh, consumption that, that uh, car charger is, is registering, and then I can easily throw in the second, third, or fourth one, or fifth, or however many, uh, just based on the consumption. So the, the hard part is getting the first unit in, but uh, 
after that, we should have no problem scaling up to meet the, the requirements of all the vehicles. And Kennard says his company has several agreements in the works that should give him a better foothold in several markets. I'm John Davis reporting. You've been listening to the Domestic Fuel Cast, the official podcast of DomesticFuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry. 